This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Tuesday the 30th of March 2021. Yep, and here in Brisbane at least, Norman, I'm in a snap three-day lockdown, which actively contradicts the headline that we had on yesterday's podcast episode. It does. So how does it feel? It's really weird to be back where we were coming into Easter last year. Like they've even closed schools. My kids are going to be at home over the next few days coming into lockdown. And honestly, uh, very selfishly considering what the rest of the world is dealing with, I really kind of thought we would have had this licked by now. Like it's been more than a year. We've got vaccines. Like when are we actually going to see them getting to the stage where we don't need to have a lockdown because we're, we're well covered by vaccination? Yes, and some people are saying, well, should there be a lockdown or should they have done it earlier? And the, the, the public opinion swings around a lot on this. And let's just take the, the arguments for and against. So let's just take yesterday's discussion just to justify ourselves and our existence. There's a good contact tracing system. They seem to be on top of it, although there was this long gap between the medical registrar getting it at Princess Alexandra and these new cases emerging. So that's a lot of potential there for this to spread. Uh, yet they did seem to be getting onto it. There didn't seem to be many cases. And then what's happened? what happened yesterday, and it's unclear what will have happened by the time you're listening to this podcast, Coronacast, more has emerged. But it was just looking a little bit wild yesterday where you've got people who'd moved into New South Wales, who'd gone up to Gladstone, not being quite sure, not having tied down what has happened in terms of contacts close contacts moving forward. And therefore, the logical thing to do was, in fact, just to lock down for two or three days till the contact tracers catch up, hard though that is. I really feel like part of a big question mark around this Brisbane lockdown, though, is that we shouldn't have found ourselves in this position if the vaccines had been rolling out at the rate that they were originally designed to be. We know that the nurse who worked on a COVID ward, who's one of the positive cases that came to light yesterday, hadn't been vaccinated. And then we also have like the the general population that hasn't been vaccinated yet, even though there's supposedly millions of vaccines onshore in Australia. Yes. Can you just put that question on pause for a moment? Because I think there's a question a little bit before that, which is what we've mentioned from time to time, is whether or not uh, healthcare workers in Queensland have stopped using the national guidelines and started to use the guidelines that might more apply in Victoria, which is that you wear N95 masks when you look after people with COVID-19. And it's still not, you know, nobody said what that medical registrar was wearing, but what was said by the health minister in Queensland was they were following national guidelines. So they were following national guidelines. The assumption is that she wasn't because the national guidelines say that you don't wear an N95 mask when looking after somebody with COVID-19. So it does expose healthcare workers and it is a weak link in the chain. So one hopes that in Queensland Health they've moved towards fit testing of N95s. So let's just look at the evidence around vaccination and transmission. The Astra trial did show reduction in transmission at a lower level, maybe at about 50% of the level of effectiveness or efficacy at reducing symptoms. So with the, you know, that could be, at its most generous, 40 or 50% for Astra and Pfizer, given that we're giving Astra 12 weeks apart. So that's still not 100% reduction in transmission. People can still transmit when they've been immunised, but it is at a lower level. And as you say, the question is, when can we reach the point where these lockdowns don't apply? 
Well, I'll just remind you that fewer than 1% of Australians, far fewer than 1% of Australians, have been infected with the virus, and certainly a tiny proportion have had COVID-19. That, first of all, leads a lot of vulnerable Australians, but it means that if you have 20% of the population, so let's say we achieve 80% immunisation, that's 20% of the population who are still able to catch the SARS-CoV-2 virus and develop COVID-19 and could develop it to quite a severe extent. That's a lot of Australians and it swamps the number of Australians who've been vaccinated so far. So to be covered in terms of, let's just say covered in terms of turning COVID-19 into the common cold, so you're not too worried if COVID-19 gets into the population, we've probably got to be at 90%. It's, it's, not, it's not at all clear what the modelling might show because we're using different vaccines with different levels of eff- effectiveness and different levels perhaps of transmission prevention. I think what you can assume is that when we've got the vast majority of Australians immunised, the likelihood is that even if COVID-19 gets in, it's not going to be transmitted at a high level. The problem with that is, and the unknown, is the variants. So we know that B117 is covered by the vaccine. That's the variant that we're seeing in Queensland at the moment. Yeah, it's called, they're calling it the UK variant. In the UK, they're calling it the Kent variant because it almost certainly comes from the south of England. So we know that that's more contagious. So that could spread more. We know that the South African variant does escape to some extent from the, uh, from the vaccines, more so with the Astra vaccine. And we know very little at the moment about the Brazilian variant. So the wild card is, is the variance. So I think, how do you know, that in terms of our vulnerability and nervousness about lockdowns, we're going to have to get to a point where the vast majority of Australians are protected against severe disease. And we need to hope that those vaccines protect us, continue to protect us against severe disease with the variants and the new variants that will have emerged by the end of the year. I don't think we're going to get to the point of the vast majority of Australians being insured, if you like, against severe disease till just before Christmas. We're millions of doses behind at the moment. That level of behindedness is going to increase. It's going to take a while before the supply is there and general practice can get up to speed. And I suspect general practice will achieve what was predicted of it by the modelling of the government but may well not be able to exceed that. And that's where the states are actually going to have to come in. We've talked at length on this podcast for a long time about how this is a long haul thing, but I just don't know if I personally, and maybe others as well, really appreciated how long the haul was going to be. It does take, um, you know, it does take a deep breath here to realise and and, and get that insight. Victorians don't need that insight. They know what it's like. People who live on the northern beaches of Sydney have had that insight and know what it's like. Queenslanders, South Australians, West Australians know from the short, sharp lockdowns, get, they get reminded. And personally, I've been reminded travelling around. I was very nervous going to Western Australia a couple of weeks ago, thinking oh, I could be stuck here. You mentioned before, Norman, about uh, the vaccine rollout needing to ramp up. And we do know that the, the local supply of AstraZeneca is now up and running. So we have some vaccine sovereignty here. We're not relying on it being imported from overseas now. So when are we going to start seeing those numbers of vaccines being given each day really jump? We've got about 2 million doses in the country and only 500,000 people immunised. We've got 299,000 people or thereabouts, just in the figures we're able to obtain, 
in residential aged care and only 89,000 immunised. So we've got a lot of vaccine around. So yes, you know, yes, we don't quite have the supply, but there are GPs ready to roll with a couple of million doses in the country. It's really perplexing as to why we've not immunised more people faster. There are GPs all over Australia ready to go. And, you know, yes, it's unlikely they're going to be able to do all the catch-up, but they can get going and they could do a lot. Well, we've got a few questions from our audience about vaccines. Again, no surprises there. James says, when will I receive my vaccine? I'm Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander descent. And will the vaccine stop me from getting COVID and or spreading it? So Aboriginal people over 55 are in 1B as far as I'm aware. And you, you, you should be able to make an appointment or try to make an appointment there. It depends whether you're living in an Aboriginal community. I suspect people living within the drainage of an Aboriginal community-controlled health service will be able to get via that service, and that will be pretty efficient. Those uh, community-controlled health organisations are really good at immunisation. Will it stop you from getting COVID-19? It will stop you from getting severe COVID-19 to almost 100%. Will it stop you spreading it? A little bit is probably the best answer to that question. And a question from someone who says uh, their parents have just had the COVID vaccine, they're taking a flight. Will the vaccine cause them to test positive? The answer is no, because none of the vaccines we're giving, we're giving in Australia, in fact, none of the vaccines worldwide provide the live virus. So all you're going to generate is antibodies to the spike protein. And the tests, the PCR test in your nose is actually testing for the RNA in the virus itself. Well, that's all we've got time for on Coronacast today. Of course, keep on sending your questions in at abc.net.au slash coronacast. If you mention Coronacast in your question, that makes it easier for us to find it. Yeah, and like we always do, our, you know, our thoughts are with you all, Tegan, in Queensland under the next lockdown, particularly those with kids. It's not easy and um, you hopefully it is only three days and we'll, you'll be back to normal by Easter. Well, we'll see you tomorrow either way. <laughs> 